Welcome back, everybody, to the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. I know it has only been like what, maybe a week, Luke? Two, two, you know? two. I think we 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 two dropped weeks. The ball. It's only two weeks yeah. since we last yeah, recorded. Yeah, yeah, we know yeah, yeah. we know that's a lot sooner than we usually record. <laughs> uh, we felt like we just needed to come out with something. Yes, you know. Uh, joking aside, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like I said, this is Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Um, I'm joined always by my lovely, uh, pale-faced, blonde-haired, handsome Ooh. Luke Westeros-Westcott. Uh-huh. How you doing? I got my proper title today. And you know what? I'm doing good because the Why? fucking Why House of the Dragon trailer, man. Did you oh, see that? Holy you know what? I, I didn't even... Okay, so I'm still, I'm still a little bit hurt with the way that the last one ended, and it just kind of turned me off. Like I, I still love the show. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure, sure, sure. But I've sure. only seen the teaser trailer, yeah. and I just wasn't excited when I saw the teaser trailer. That's fair. Uh, you and a lot of people were also not like stoked to see the uh, to see the the teaser trailer. But I gotta be honest with you, the um, the like the full fledged actual trailer looks awesome. Really, it, it 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 looks really cool. So I'm all I know is I saw a thumbnail of it. And it looked like it was Daenerys. <laughs> They're Targaryens, man. <laughs> they all look the same. That's racist. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just racism. I'm racist against dragon blood people. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's tough. I'm fine man. With it. You gotta you gotta live with that. <laughs> Uh, now my new my new uh, uh, thing in life is to just shit on Targaryens now. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, eternity. that's fine. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> you can you can do that. Uh, we do got a lot of stuff to dive into today. Uh, there's a lot of great nerd stuff coming out, specifically in the movies um, that has been dropped. Uh, there's one in particular that's uh, huge right now, um, and I think you guys can guess what that is um just forewarned there will be spoilers for certain films uh uh we'll probably be doing spoilers a little i wouldn't say full spoilers for some of the smaller movies Mm. uh like everything everywhere all at once uh the unbearable weight of massive talents um uh shoot what was the third movie that we uh um yeah, those those two we won't go into spoilers too much for because I think that you should actually go out to see them uh, because probably most people haven't seen them yet. Yeah, uh, but we will be spoiling uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is one of the big films that have come out recently. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the show. Uh, where we'll talk about our experience and watching it and the the big the bigness that came out of that yeah. show yeah, yeah, or yeah. out of that film. Um, but to kick it off, uh, Luke, what what's your nerd life been looking like recently? Well, a lot of things have come out in the last two weeks since yeah. we recorded last. Like a lot in the last two weeks, yeah. fourteen yeah, yeah, days yeah. since we last yeah. sat down, <laughs> we had the Batman. Yep. Uh, let me let me actually. I want to pull up my um, my Alamo just to see, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um. Okay. So, oh my God, the Fantastic Beasts. Yep. The oh Batman. yeah, I forgot about that. 
and Doctor Strange. Those are really the the three the three big ones. I think we've had enough distance between us that um, the Batman is probably fair ground, right? Fair oh game. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. We think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we think? Oh yeah. I loved that movie. Oh my god, yes! Holy oh, yes. moly, that was it, a good movie. I I watched it. I watched it in the theater twice. I was gonna go see it third time, but then it, it left the theater as soon as it dropped on HBO Max, and I haven't had a chance to go back and watch and watch it again. The the again. Um, that being said, God bless America. Was that movie amazing? Um, I. I wasn't sure if I was going to, after the first viewing of it, I was like, is this my new favorite Batman movie? Listen. And then I saw it the second time and I was like, I really think this is my new favorite Batman movie. I am Uh, so happy to hear you say that because I think it's mine too. It's so, so good. Like... It takes everything that's good about the comic books. Yeah. Um, as far as like the detective side of it, the the grittiness of it, like who Batman started out as, um, and the progression of that character, yeah. and what he really stands for, like what is internally going on with Bruce Wayne, yeah, um, as the Batman, um, and I think it does it in the best possible way. Like, there's like, don't get me wrong. 89 Batman with Keaton. Awesome. Sure. Still love the uh, the original Batman, 89 Batman, and uh, Batman Returns. Uh, I still really think that uh, uh, Tim Burton uh, did a fantastic job with that vision of the movie in that version. Um, the, the latter two that came after that, <laughs> a little too Batman 69. Uh, a little bit too much of the Adam West style going in there. But then uh, Nolan's Batman, I got to give him props because he did a really good job with kind of building a bigger world uh, for Batman, making it a little bit more like grounded as yeah. far as like what what would it look like if it happened in this world type situation. Um, and then... Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker absolutely worth watch watching every single yeah. time. Yep. Um, but then we got <laughs> Batfleck, uh, and I, I, I the magnum I opus him, of Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was peak cinema. It it is what it is. It uh, is what it like is. we didn't get a we didn't get a full on like. Uh, Batman alone movie. I do got to say that Batman v Superman, uh, the fight between him and Supes. I, I got to give uh, uh, who who directed it was uh, was Snyder the one that directed? Yeah, it was Snyder yeah. that directed that one. Um, I got him props. He he made it feel like the the comic book. Mm. Uh, he did a great job all the way up until Martha. Why'd you say your name? Uh, that, that, that was a little like, come on, it just should have just left it there. I thought that Uh, was perfect, perfectly done. (laughs) I had no problems with it. Um, but Matt Reeves, my God, that guy had a vision for the Batman Yes, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely Um, phenomenal. It was grounded in a way that like, yeah, the world felt like different from ours but 
this is shit that could actually happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's the great thing about it. That's the thing that it takes differently, a different approach than Nolan's is that like Nolan still felt heightened. Sure. This one felt like this is this is the type of stuff that really can come come out of this. And then the fact that he used uh, like a, a pulled a page out of Fincher's book uh, via seven uh, with uh, Edward uh, Nigma um, with the Riddler uh such a like scary view of oh that. yeah like mixture yeah. of zodiac and seven um i have never to Paul been dano for that yeah, performance. Yeah, 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 like, yeah uh i've never been like thought that like the riddler was this one this bad guy to be terrified for of like joker Yes. Yeah. Scarecrow. Yes. Some of his other rogues gallery. Yes. But the Riddler, I just thought like Riddler was just kind of a joke. But sure. Paul Dano put, put really some icicles in my bud. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it I was, agree. It was some damn scary shit. Um, <clears throat> and the way that he that Pattinson uh, like everybody was shitting on him. They're like the Twilight boy, uh, mm-hmm. sparkly vampire boy is going to be Batman. I don't buy it. And I was like, I, I learned my lesson with some actors long ago. Just give them a shot. Yeah. They may fail. They may come yeah. up. And like his performance as both Bruce Wayne and Batman yes. was absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely 100% agree. phenomenal. Uh, he was a tortured, tortured individual. And it came through on screen every single time. Like he, he used the suit to emote like as hard as that had to have been, like yeah. I felt every every moment yeah. of what yeah. that character was going through through the entire. Thing. I I never so. worried about um, I never worried about his performance just because after I saw the lighthouse, that sort of was like, oh okay, Pattinson, he's got chops. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and I have never seen the twilight movie so maybe that also helps <laughs> kudos to you maybe kudos that also, to you. Yeah, maybe yeah, that yeah, also yeah. helps me so, somewhat just because i don't have i don't have that you know lingering over me but as, as like once i saw lighthouse and then heard that pattinson was going to be batman i was like oh yeah yeah totally like all you is, need to know about his performance in twilight is it just looked like he was trying to hold in his shit the entire time don't we all yeah yeah like I got a whole, I'm holding in a shit right now. I am now, too. So. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon here. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we go both and do number two. Uh, and then I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and then in uh, in fucking Tenet, he was insane too. You know, oh he's, yeah, he's yeah. Great. As as much as like that movie was mostly spectacle, and my brain still can't fathom what the hell was actually going on. Although I trust that Nolan like connected all the dots like I, he did I, I still trust me i have a very high function like very uh a lot of iqs yeah that i carry yeah, yeah. around with me um so i was following tenant the whole yeah time. There was yeah no- uh <laughs> it, it, i i i had i watched a video new rock stars did a video where they did the timeline for tenant and it's like it looks like it connected. Like I feel like I, I still trust don't you. understand how it connected, but it looked like but it, it looks like but yeah, Pattinson was awesome in that. Yes. Um I really enjoyed his performance. That's just that was one of those in, things in Batman. Yeah. But. 
that's one of those things where I was like, okay, he could probably play Batman pretty yeah. well. And he fucking nailed it. Absolutely. He did. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was a huge thing. We also had uh, uh, Morbius come out, uh, which. What's that? What what movie is that? Sorry, uh, Morbius? Morbius. I haven't. I don't think I've ever heard of that in my entire it's life. It's probably a good thing you've never no, heard I'm, of that. I, I'm, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Playing, uh, playing into the joke of uh, I when when they announced it, I was like, okay, cool. They're they're bringing vampires into the Sony Spider Man verse, like cool. Um, and Leto, I was like, ah, he's good, but I think he's a little too full of himself. Uh, you think Leto's and, good? No, uh, well, he 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 used to be good in like, what I think, specifically? Like Dallas Buyers Club, I think was the only thing. Dallas that I Buyers thought Club he was, was really in. good. Uh, there was uh, movie he did with Nick Cage, um, National Treasure. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, he did great as Joker. Like he was the best Joker. Um, I'm probably gonna bleep that. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't believe I totally spaced this one. One of his best roles ever, Requiem for a Dream. Um, oh, that well, was I didn't see that. Absolutely phenomenal. He was amazing in that. Um, uh, little things. He was great as a psycho killer in that one. because uh, I think he was just playing creepy Jared Leto. Um, which which is just playing Jared Leto. Guy. Yeah, uh, Mr. Just... Nobody was another fantastic one with him. Mm. Um, Lord of War, that was the Nick Cage one that he did. Um, oh. Well. Um, where he's a, a, a gun uh, A gun guy. Financer, gun guy. <laughs> he's a gun um, guy. Selling guns. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Morbius, uh, it's not worth a watch. Uh, you know, Sony continues to bomb at everything uh, Spider-Man adjacent. Um you know, I, I think Tom Hardy did a pretty good job playing Venom. Uh, it's and, just those weren't uh, good movies. <laughs> they were just not good movies. Yeah. Um, there was something fun about the Eddie Brock Venom uh, playing off of each other. Yes. There was a lot of fun in those yes. movies. Everything outside of that, uh, complete horseshit. Yeah. Um, and Morbius is the same thing. Uh, there was a little bit of promise with it in the beginning. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be so bad. Mm. And then as soon as he became the Morbius of the comics where he's, he's a vampire, it was just like, I don't understand what the hell is going mm. on. The plot was just so fucked uh, from the beginning um, that it really just made zero sense. Uh, and then they tried to pull in... Uh, what happened in No Way Home as far as the crossing of the Spider-Man universes as an excuse to try and bring in the MCU to the other properties. Which yeah, because okay, so was it Ma- Michael Keaton was in it, right? And like ever, Michael Keaton was had like, a very okay, small like no moment gave at the a very shit. end. Yeah. Uh, there was a moment where all of a sudden the flash of... Uh, what happened in No Way Home where characters came in from uh, the other universes. So Michael Keaton from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, his version, blipped into the 
Morbius Spider-Man universe. Um, and he's in a, a jail cell and he's not a part of that universe. And then he, he was a good guy. He ended up being a good guy at the end of Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Uh, but then in this universe, they're playing it as he's potentially going to be a bad guy again as part of the Sinister Six. It just didn't make sense, mm. logically, the mm. way they set it up. And, and granted, like, with the whole way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done things, like, you got to throw certain logics out the window. Sure, I sure. get that. But this was just, like, the rules just didn't make sense. Like, how can one person, after Doctor Strange completed the spell... Everybody that was not of the Earth 616 universe was pulled out mm. and taken to their own universe. Yet somebody from the 616 universe can be pushed into another universe. That doesn't make sense. It just, it, it was illogical that there just needed to do something right. to try and get a buildup for yeah. a Sinister Six yeah. film. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's trash movie. Don't see it. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to see that. Don't you worry about a thing. Uh, so what What else has been on your nerd radar? Uh, okay. Tokyo Vice on HBO. Okay. I need to see it. I need to see yes, it. Yes, you admit, do. I've been sleeping. No, you definitely need to see that. And then I haven't started it yet, but um, two other things, really. The... Uh, the staircase on HBO as well. Okay, Be- yeah. just just because of the cast, honestly. Just because um, Colin Firth, right? <laughs> honestly, yes, because I like. <laughs> wow, um, that's that gets me very excited. Tony Collette, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I th- I'm excited for that, and then at some point I will finish uh, the final season of Ozark, which just came out. Um, still, I'm still sleeping on that one. I haven't dude. watched any of Ozark yet, dude. Ooh, talk about a show that like fucking gripped me. Because holy yeah. moly, that show is spectacular. You would, you would, you would be so in love with everything about that show. Yeah, the cinematography, what the I acting, keep, the keep, writing, the I directing. I keep getting told about that, and I just get stuck in watching other things. That's um, fair. Is there anything other than that that's like keeping you from watching it? Like, are you oh, like, oh, I don't want to? Yes. So there's, there's, so as far as TV series, there's two big ones that um, have kind of raptured my attention. Sure. Uh, like over the last um, few months, specifically. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's Taylor Sheridan um, uh, who directed Wind River. Uh, uh oh my goodness. Um Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. Uh and then Yellowstone. Yeah. Uh, which is Yellowstone is my number one favorite series of all time. Like there's no doubt about it. Like that's that's I will start season two eventually. Um God, it's so good. I pinky um, promise you I will start season two eventually. It's all good. Um but he uh there's two shows that came out recently in the time that season four of Yellowstone was being dropped, uh, Mayor of Kingstown, oh, which that's right. is a story. It's Jeremy Reiner. He's playing a consultant for the prison system where he's working with the like deals out between the guards and the inmates yeah. of this prison in Kingstown. It is 
absolutely phenomenal. Like Jeremy Renner, like fuck man, I I could watch that guy do literally anything. Like he was awesome in uh, he he his best performance in my opinion is Wind River. Mm. But I've always liked him, uh, even when, when even in the kind of like eh movies. Uh, he was in SWATs. He was in The Town, which was a really good The Affleck Town is movie. fucking awesome. Um, uh, he's great in the MCU as Clint Barton. Um, but Wind River and Kingstown, probably my favorite performances Damn. of him ever. Uh, and that that first season of Kingstown is so good because the character... It, it's Taylor Sheridan doing what he does best, yeah. and it's telling story through character and the decisions that these characters make, um, and really diving into the character and not doing it through shit ton of exposition. Um, There's an interview that he did with somebody, and he said because uh, he started out mostly as acting, um, and he learned as an actor. He said that um, one of the biggest things that he learned. Uh, from acting is that he's allergic to exposition. <laughs> and that's one of the greatest lessons he ever learned. Um, I'll tell you what, because there is very few, like there is in, in, in probably 90% of everything that I've watched of him, I'm probably overinflating that, but there is no like, just like straight exposition mm. dump. And if mm. there is exposition, uh, exposition, quote unquote dump, it's motivated. There's yeah. a reason yeah. as to why we're seeing it there. Um, and I think he did a phenomenal job. So Mayor's Kingstown. And then my 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 new favorite uh, miniseries, which you could argue that it's not a miniseries. Uh, it's the Yellowstone prequel series. Uh, 1883. 1883. That is uh, the best television writing I've ever, ever witnessed. Damn. Damn. Um, so it's the good. casting is amazing. I want to um, see it only because Billy Bob Thornton's in it, and so I need to. That, okay, that he's is in it for. I don't care for like I don't even point ca- two seconds. I do not care. In the grand scheme of things, I do not care. I want to see it because Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Um, but I, I probably need to finish Yellowstone first. Yes. Uh you don't necessarily need to. Definitely, it will like kind of put some things into context, but you don't necessarily need to see it for that. But like, here's the casting reasons that you need to see it. Billy Bob, Sam Elliott, which Sam Elliott is just a king. Yes. Um, uh, when it comes to cowboy films, Billy Bob Um, Thornton, LaMonica Garrett, who's kind of a he's he hasn't done a whole lot of like recognizable stuff, but he's uh, Sam Elliott's right hand man, um, in the show, um. And then uh, the standout performance is, is Billy Bob Thornton. No, <laughs> Isabel May. I know you got a hard on for Billy Bob. He's a great actor, but uh, Isabel May. She plays uh, the daughter of the Duttons um, in that, and she is she's a badass. Oh, okay, uh, all the way through. But shocking enough, uh, uh, my favorite people to watch in that show are two people that are not known for acting. Uh, it's the real-life couple, Tim McGraw and uh, Faith Hill. Faith Hill's in that? Or not Faith Hill. Am I getting that wrong? Yeah, Faith Hill. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. Whoa. I got that okay. right. Yeah. Uh, they, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill uh, play uh, husband and wife in that 
that show. That's awesome. Um, they're two country singers, but I believe that they are the Duttons. Like I, I forget that sure it is that they're like playing two famous country singers yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing these roles. Um, Damn, dude! It's it is such a good show in every every single aspect. Um, one of the greatest things about it is that, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll I'll stop chomping at the bits after this is that. The other character of the show that is experienced from the beginning, the very, very, very beginning, all the way to the very end, um, that their performance is the sets the entire stage for it. And um, it is something that writers fail to include in stories like this. And that character is the world itself. Mm. The land, mm. uh, the country, the wide open prairies is a character in and of itself in the show. And it is written so beautifully. It has its own personality. It has its own voice. It has its own language, even though it doesn't say a goddamn word. Like there is no like actual spoken word of the the world and stuff like that. But, but it it's, speaks yeah, volumes. Yeah. It is amazing accomplishment. Mm. Um, it It's brutal. It's beautiful, um, and it is unforgiving um, throughout the entire show, um, and it speaks louder sometimes than the actual like actors sure, in the sure, scenes. Sure, sure. So yeah, damn, uh, man. It, it is worth a watch. Damn, for sure. So fantastic. Um, uh, I got one nerd thing that I I I I kind of got on this kick recently. And it's a YouTube thing. So this is something that I, I said that I wanted to tell you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, was, I, I was watching YouTube and I got recommended this video because I do watch a lot of Mr. Beast. And there was a channel that came up and it said, uh, we snuck into Mr. Beast's warehouse in a vending machine. What? And it was put out. The, the video and the uh, the idea was put out by a creator channel called J Stew. Have you heard of them at all? Nope. So J Stew, they it's it's two guys primarily, Andrew uh Andrew Sates. Oh god, I, I feel terrible right now. Um yeah, Andrew Sites and Justin Stewart. They're the two main guys of the channel. Um and they got they 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 got big because they're they're doing kind of like these non-risk prank type things like they're sure. doing pratfalls in front of people uh taking stuff out of people's hair so like they say like oh you got something in your hair and they'd reach over and they'd pull like a freaking pool noodle over their head <laughs> so they do just weird non like non-threatening yeah, pranks yeah, yeah, which yeah. turned the YouTube world into people doing these riskier and riskier pranks that I hate. Um, But then they also would build forts. So like they would build a fort inside of a Walmart or they would hide out in a fort in a Walmart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And they just continue to get bigger. Well, I was watching the video and I was like, this Andrew guy looks really familiar. I was like, I recognize him from somewhere. And then um, Justin Stewart came on the video and I was like, that guy, not only does his face look familiar, but his voice. Mm. I, I, I know that voice mm. from somewhere. Like, he's got a specific sounding voice. 
And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it and I was just like, wait, is that? Holy crap. So their YouTube channel is 6 million. Their main YouTube channel is 6 million uh, subscribers. Yeah. I went to school. I went to film school with Justin Stewart. What? And he's so not the same person that I went to film school with. Holy like, shit. He, it was so funny. So I, I know somebody YouTube famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's so hilarious because I realized it and I was like, dude, he is so much different. A, like the voice is still the same. Yeah. He still has the same yeah. voice. So like that's the thing that, that really clicked. But he doesn't really look like the same Justin Stewart that I went to school with. And like, if Justin, if you're hearing this, this is all love. This is not. <laughs> this is not me di- uh, like slamming you or anything like that. He he was a scrawny little nerdy kid that like he seemed like that class clown yeah. type yeah, yeah, yeah. that you would go to high school yeah. with. He was probably like 18, I think. 18, maybe 19 when uh, we were in film school together. I think he was only there for like a year or two. Uh, But he was talking about like he was doing a YouTube channel when we were in film school. Back then. Back then. And like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? uh, Yeah, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, But they do all kinds of crazy stuff. I've been watching their videos like... Huge props to them yeah. um, for making it um, somewhere. But him and his buddy, uh, they're based out of Colorado Springs. Um, no kidding. Which is awesome that we have YouTube yeah. famous people in Colorado Springs. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, check them out uh, if you get a chance. Stew. that's just J-S-T-U on YouTube. Um, if you like Mr. Beast type videos, you really like the antics that these guys get up to. Uh, they like to do fort building um, and crazy budget challenges. Uh, so, a uh, lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Here's the sneaking into Mr. Beast video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnificent. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, so, let's, uh, let's dive into uh, a couple of movies uh, right now uh, that kind of recently came out. Um, before we get into that though, like I want you, okay. So I'm a huge nerd, right? Huge, huge nerd. Yes. Take a guess at what I have seen the most in theaters right now that I've actually gone to the theater to see the most right now. Uh, at Alamo unbearable weight. Nope. Oh God. Okay. Shit. The most, and sorry if you can yeah. hear uh, the the. Lawn, I've seen it four times already. The lawn four people times. are right outside right now doing the. Lawn. I can hear. Them. Can You're you fine. hear them? Yeah. It, is is it going to add good foley for the podcast episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll just put like in a in a non visual medium. We'll put a uh, a lawnmower guy just lawn mowing behind you in the video. <laughs> this will be frame. our first. This will be our first video episode <laughs> of the show, and we're going. And we're we're going to put that out there that he's doing that so i've seen this movie four times already you've seen this movie four times it is it new is it just coming out no it's it's newish so it's come out in the last uh month pretty much and is it something that we agreed to talk about today or are you about to surprise me with something i'm about to surprise you with something oh fuck okay hang on hang on let me i get i get to i get to do some investigating 
Uh, is it Top Gun Maverick? No, no, that hasn't come out yet. And God, uh, no. I'll see that once and then say goodbye. Is it... Well, the Downton Abbey movie hasn't premiered, so you can't. Is it The Northman? Bingo! Boom! Oh, my God. I haven't seen I, it yet, but I'm going dude, next week. Dude, it is it is worthwhile. Like, okay. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Um, this movie is... It's a fucking masterpiece. Shit. There is no, like, way around it. Is it scary? Does it have any no, scary no, no, bits? No, 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 no. Because no. I... Because uh, well, Eggers, might be Eggers some, directed, but... There there might be some, like, like, uh, like, little... But nothing, like, crazy sure, at sure, all. Sure, sure, um, uh, it is It is a masterpiece uh, of filmmaking. Um, there hasn't been a movie that I've been so pumped for in a long time. Damn. Like I said, I've seen it four times. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I am not bored of it. I saw it last night. I'd go back and see it again tonight. Tonight, damn. Like, it is poetry on the screen. Um, just to give you an idea of it, it's the story, it's an old North uh, Norse mm-hmm. uh, mythology that actually inspired uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet. Yeah. It's the original version. Yeah. So Shakespeare was adapting, which is hilarious to yeah. think of. Like it's crazy to think the, that he like adapted a movie that wouldn't come out for Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And The Northman is it's an adaptation of an adaptation of, of an, an adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's wild. Um uh but the performances in it are amazing and it's Alexander Skarsgård Besides the fact that the dude is hot as fuck um, <laughs> and half naked for a good portion of it, that's why you've seen it four times. Oh, dude, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it. That is one sexy man. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't I swing saw the, that way. I saw. I don't the, swing that way, but man, I, I saw the video of like his personal trainer going through like what it took to get him to get caked up like that before dude, and he's already beef is sh- oh my beefed up as shit god like, dude yeah uh, and he is like even more beefed up yeah um it is it is amazing and his performance in it it's the best performance i've ever seen alexander scars sure. do, and sure, i sure. love him as an actor yeah. yeah yeah um it is worth watching now the i i brought up some numbers and i wanted to talk numbers a little bit yeah this movie while we get serenaded deserves, by this leaf blower, yeah, um, this movie deserves to be recognized, um, and it needs to be more movies like this need to be made. The budget for this movie was ninety million dollars. Can you guess how much the worldwide current uh, box office pull is? Two fifty mil. Nope, much less. Oh, 52 no. million. 52 million. All right, so I really do need to see it go for go see it four yeah, times now. Um and it's been out for almost a month now and it's only done half of what it's like production budget is. That and sucks that's because not accounting that's not accounting uh uh advertisement, right, marketing. Right. That sucks to hear cuz I've all I've heard is that it's of magnificent film and it is like it deserves like i this is 
It's going to take a lot for this movie to be knocked out of my favorite film of the year. Jesus. Like, I am I am close to putting it in my top five favorite films. Even of with time. Fantastic Beasts out? Oh, dude. <laughs> the disappointed look that Twitch just gave me. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on... Uh, I think we need to do a whole... Another episode on the Fantastic Beasts the Fantastic Beasts Beast, now that, um, now I, that I, Mysteries I, of Dumbledore is out? Yeah. Um, like, we did do the episode way back in the day, but, like... Uh, there's a lot that we could break down in just those three films in just a single episode. Um, uh, a lot of bad. Oh, a lot of bad. <laughs> a lot, a lot of bad. I, I've, uh, I've been t- the coin is still in the air for me on okay. whether or not I like enjoyed that movie. Either way, yeah. it's not a good movie, but the coin yeah. is still up whether or not I enjoyed it. I want aspects that I did yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a um, far majority of it, I fucking hated. A lot of what I enjoyed fell down to, like, the technology of it. Like, it looked really nice, and the magic was cool, and like some of the fights were like really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, but it was really bad. The story made no sense. It, I couldn't. F- they they tried to do so much shit, man. They, they tried did. to do so well, much shit. Well, it was shit. okay. And like, just to give you kind of a, a like our listeners out there, our two listeners out there, kind of my take on it is that it was a response to the 2020 election. That's all that movie was. Oh, really? That's all that movie was. It was a response to the 2020 election. Oh. Did you not catch that? Like, I thought it was more like kind of Hitlery than. Well, yeah, but it was it was a direct response to the 2020 election. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that that's what. It now was. that you've said it, I guess I can totally see it. Like yeah. thinking back on how. Mads well, Mikkelsen, you got like, this guy. You, you have and, this guy. That is trying to fix the election so that he wins. Yeah, but like Trump didn't like reanimate a dead deer. Yeah, but it's still like <laughs> the allegory is there. Like, like plain and simple. Like, yeah, was, all right. Now that you said I, it, now I, that you said it, I could see it. Now that you've said it, I could totally see it. And you know, like I, I, I people know my thoughts on the twenty and twenty election. Uh, it was stolen from Trump. Um, Trump. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put presidential music over under this. So keep talking. Just da, 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 da. Trump was the greatest. Uh, no, uh, I fully believe Trump is an idiot. The dude, like, it's a big lie. He did not win the election. All that stuff. I I'm 100 for the Democrats on that side of things. But did you really need to? do a Harry Potter movie make it political mm. like did you really like is it is it the like I get that you want to make these movies have something to say but this is one of those cases where like I do have to kind of go with the M. Night Shyamalan route like it's supposed to be a kids movie yeah I think Like, using that lens, using your lens, looking through it like that, I 
especially see this as an unnecessary film. Yeah. And I did yeah. before even thinking of this as an allegory for like our politics, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, again, there, there are aspects of it that I liked. I, I liked, um, can I say this? Like, are you going to say something about Dan Fogler? Oh, he was underutilized. <laughs> he was underutilized, as man. Shit. He God, was I was so pissed about that. Like that was there the one is. thing I was super excited about, and then they go and like fuck that up. Yeah. I was like, really? Uh, yeah, it was not the same uh, Kowalski that we saw in the previous movies. Mm. It was not the same one. But uh, Mads Mikkelsen, holy shit, D- uh, Grindelwald. Uh-huh. I thought he was great. I thought so too. I thought he was, um, I even though I'm upset at like the reason why uh the reason why we lost Depp in these yeah, movies. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah, think yeah, yeah. Mads is better though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do too. Like they should have had Mads from the from beginning. From the beginning. I agree. I think he would have played a much better like and part of it was the fact that they over make up the shit out of Depp in the last two or the first two movies. Yeah, I they I made agree. him look like a like they're trying to make him look like a monster, like uh, he who shall not be named. What the hell was his name? Voldemort. There you go. Um, big big Harry Potter fan over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen should have been uh, Grindelwald from the beginning. Absolutely agree. Absolutely um, agree with that. But back to the Northmen. Uh, so yeah, they only did fifty-two million dollars. So here, here's here's some shit that's gonna surprise you. Did you hear about the movie The Bad Guys? Yes. So the animated movie, uh-huh. The Bad Guys, about the so late, all I the heard animals. about it really late. Yeah, um, I have very little interest in seeing it. I had a chance to see it last night because it was the last night that it was gonna play at the Alamo. But I chose to see the Northmen instead. Mm. Um, take again. Take a guess at what the worldwide box office on that movie was. Well, now I really want to. I, I I think I know the direction that you're taking this to to prove the point. So I'm going to say yeah. like 15 billion for opening night. No, no. I, I think realistically it has to be in the hundreds of millions. I'd say I'd say 300. No, you're not. You're not bad. You're uh, cut it in half. 150 million 150. box office worldwide. It's such a shame because, like, I, because I, in reality, uh, I I heard about I heard about it by a fluke. Like, I would not have heard about yeah. it if one of my friends hadn't gone to see it. Correct. Correct. It wasn't massively. No. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not the next anything. Frozen movie. Like, it's yeah. It, it, um, it was, yeah. Uh, one that's a little bit more shocking because I thought the story was shit, even though they tried to be true to the game. Sonic the Hedgehog pulled three hundred fifty million. Oh, good lord! And that that plot is just such a mess. Like, how's Doctor Strange I, doing? Doctor Strange is well. It's MCU, so it's already at five hundred million, yeah. and they've only been okay. open for a week, three weeks yeah. now. I yeah. think two weeks. Two. Um. Uh. Or a week and a half. We haven't even gotten to the weekend yet. Yeah, wasn't um, it the fifth? That it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's that, literally that it's eight days. Yeah. That movie's going to pull in uh, a, a billion easily. Um, but yeah, The Bad Guys uh, is doing better than The Northmen. 
Um, the the bad guys pulled in twenty three domestically opening weekends. Um, the Northmen pulled in half of that, twelve million, and Dude. they've just been dropping since then. That's heartbreaking. Um, it is. Uh, Eggers deserves so much praise for it because I, although I haven't seen The Witch and I, I will self-admit, I have not seen The Lighthouse yet. You can shame me all you Listen, want. Listen, I won't shame you for either, but I've seen both, and they're very good. Uh, and, yeah, so he he deserves to get a win from this. Um, this is something similar to what happened with The Last Duel uh, with uh, Ridley Scott. The movie that um, no one saw. No one saw, and everybody should have seen it, and part of it was because of the controversy behind it. They're like, well, how, how can you tell a woman's story? And it's like... See the movie. See mm. the movie. Mm. Like he tells this woman's story so well, and it's done in such a phenomenal way um, of what uh, of of rape culture and the the fact that women have to go through mm. being victimized multiple times um, through it and stuff like that. It doesn't just end with the rape. That rape itself. Mm. Um, and uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, the Northmen go and see it. I I can't implore people that listen uh, to a schlocks uh, uh, enough to go see that movie. Mm. Um, it it deserves it. It should be if it's not nominated for a bazillion Oscars, um, I will be pissed because like the costuming, the sound, yeah, yeah. the uh, the acting, <clears throat> every one of the actors put in. They're 150% into the performances. The costuming is phenomenal. The set building is phenomenal. The effects are amazing mm. in it. Um, it. It just all around deserves everything. The score. Oh my God. The score is just like it. I can't stop thinking about how good that score is for that movie. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Um, so enough of that. Uh, let's dive into... Uh, 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 unbearable, uh, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Did yeah. you go out and see it? I did see it. Uh, I did yeah. my homework. You told me to see it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, I didn't love it. Okay, like I okay. feel like you did. I did love yeah, it. I, I, did. I know. Absolutely I know. Love it. I know. And I, I, I don't know. Like I just, I. Again, it's not that I thought it wasn't good because I really did think it was it yeah. was fucking hilarious. It was awesome. Um, it was it had like it had a captivating story. I just didn't like. I don't know if I saw everything that everyone else saw there. Okay. Okay. Had you had you seen many Nick Cage movies prior to this? No, and that's another thing. Okay. Like I've okay. seen, I saw Face Off once, and I saw the like two of the National Treasures. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I I I wouldn't call myself a Nicholas Cage aficionado. Sure. Um, by any stretch, I do absolutely love him. I've watched many of his movies. I haven't watched many of his uh, his B level movies except for Ghost Rider. Except for oh, what? God, Left Behind. Oh, I Left don't know. Behind should have been a thirty-minute movie, <laughs> or it just shouldn't have existed. <laughs> it shouldn't have existed. Uh, that had have been a paycheck movie. <laughs> um, there's no doubt about it in my mind on that. Uh, but uh, I love Nicolas Cage. Early uh, eight, 
like 80s and early 90s mm. um, when he was doing when he was at the top of his game. Um, Raising Arizona is one of his all-time best. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas is another amazing one. Then he got his action movies. <clears throat> you got Face Off. You got uh, The Rock. Uh, you have uh, Gone in 60 Seconds um, and Con Air, mm. uh, which I would say are like my four favorite uh, action films with him and it. Yeah. Con Air being the number one yeah, yeah. Uh, of those movies. Um, and I, I got to say, this movie gave me the Nicolas Cage that I fell in love with mm. from those movies. Mm. Um, it was so good to kind of see him let loose in a way that totally makes sense. Anybody that says that Nicolas Cage is a shitty actor, I, I, I want to slap him <laughs> because like... He does make some, I'm not going to say bad choices. He makes very odd and interesting choices mm. as an actor. Um, and I think it's, I, I think it's purposeful. Mm. Like, I don't think it's because he's wanting to make a mockery or something like that. He's, he chews on certain scenes because that's kind of what the character, kind of what the story, kind of what the style yeah. of the film yeah calls for like this really kind of goes hand in hand with the action movies that he was in like he definitely does that in the rock and he does that in uh con air where he just chews on scenery yeah. and some of those things um there those stories were kind of meant for those uh for those types of one-liners and those big action moments where he kind of goes over the top with them mm. um and then there's just other movies where his choices where he goes way, way over the top and just starts screaming and stuff makes those movies more interesting. Yes, so, absolutely. And um, also just like the the campiness of Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Is known yeah, yeah, from yeah. someone who's seen three yeah. of his movies. Like, I know about like, his campiness, you know? like Yeah, like in Face Off when he, uh, in the prison scene where he yes. goes off in that, like him taking that to nine or taking it to 11 in that scene makes that movie all the much more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when he does it in this movie as kind of a farce to it, as a parody of his himself, um, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Totally. Um, he's, he's, he knows it's a joke. He knows that, uh, that th this isn't really Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas yes. Cage. Like, <laughs> yeah, which uh, yeah. only he could do that. I don't think you could put any other actor in that position and get that type of, uh, like, meta yes yeah. out of it. It's that so meta. It's so, so self-aware. It's so, yeah. like, those things. And again, as someone who doesn't know a lot of, like, Nick Cage lore... There's still yeah. a lot that I was able to get out of it. So yeah, yeah, and there is so many callbacks to movies that he did. Sure, um, uh, like the Mon joke. That's from Matchstick Men, which is a wholly underrated uh, Nick Cage, uh, <sighs> Sam, uh, Sam uh, Rockwell movie that I think everybody should go out and see. Mm. Um, that's one of his absolute best performances. Where his his interesting choices totally make sense because he's an agoraphobe yeah uh in that movie um and it really fully makes sense mm. uh for him to just pull out the stops for that that movie as well um 
But yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent, it is definitely worth a watch. Um, it is, it's, it's up there as one of my favorite Nick Cage films. Damn. Um, I definitely would have to put it in the, the top five mm. of my favorite. Mm. Well, top 10. Because uh, I do got a top 10 of Nick Cage movies that do not include uh, uh, National Treasure, Wicker Man. Um, some of those are the ones that he's kind of more well known for. Is as Ghost as, like, Rider on that list? D- fuck no. No. Okay, that's not on that. No. That one. Ugh. Just check it. Just checking up on your opinions. No. Ghost Rider. Uh, no, definitely not. I didn't even bother with watching the second one. Like I had. They no made a second one. It. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They made a second. What? One. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. Uh. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Ghost I, Rider Two. Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. Um, there was some fun things in the first Ghost Rider because Nick Cage is always enjoyable uh, regardless of the movie. Um, he's enjoyable just to watch the choices that he makes. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely highly recommend people checking this out. Oh, yeah, if totally. You have I absolutely any recommend passing you fascination in Nicolas Cage, um, the story is so much fun. Um, Even if you don't, uh, I don't care about Nick Cage and I like this movie. Like, I don't yeah. care about him. And I went right back yeah. to not caring about him after seeing this movie. It was still a good movie. <laughs> it was still a very good movie. 100% still a very good movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Pedro uh, oh, Pascal. Oh, God, I like, know. It was so... I love the fact that we're getting to see him play around a lot more in this movie. Like he was in uh, the last time I really got to see him like play, like play play. Yeah, was in uh, the Kingsman and mm-hmm. the second Kingsman movie, and I did fine, but that movie just sucked, <laughs> just utterly sucked. <laughs> um, but like in this one, we don't like we've seen him play the serious roles, like. In Mandalorian, he plays more of a serious guy in that and stuff like that. But this one, he's just having fun. He just gets to ham it up. With a really fun character. Um, And (laughs) he plays this uh, potentially uh, bad bad guy in this film. But he's completely opposite of what you would think a a bad guy. Especially someone who's been played by Pedro, who you've seen in Game of Thrones. And like you said, in Mando, like, yeah, I I recommend it. Like I said, people should definitely go see it and don't watch a trailer if you're like me and don't know a lot about it. Like I didn't know anything about what the movie was about going into it and that really it's even good. It's even better going in without having any preconceived notions. Um, of what the film is about. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Um, you saw it? I did. Yeah. I've, oh. I've seen that four times. Okay, so did you see uh, Swiss Army Man? No. But I... But that was the... It, that was the first movie that the Daniels did. Yes, yeah. Um, and I know and, about its quirkiness and... Um, yeah, 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 And it's not surprising to see that evolution end up with everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I saw that. I think it was opening night. I went and saw uh, that movie, and there was a uh, Q and A, a pre recorded Q and A after the movie. And 
I, I had I had some moments where I was listening to the interviewer where I was like, oh, you guys kind of pissed me off a little bit. Um, so when they did Swiss Army Man, they had no experience as far as narrative filmmaking sure. goes. Um, and they had zero interest in learning on how to write a proper screenplay. Sure. Um, so they kind of went in that. They did have uh, experience as filmmakers with music videos and short films and stuff like that, but no proper like feature length storytelling sure, sure. training or anything like that. And you know, they're like, we weren't interested in it. We thought like, Hey, we could do this. Um, <laughs> we have enough experience alone. And I just like, you're sending the wrong message guys. Um, <laughs> and they did a good job with Swiss army, man. I'm not knocking sure. it. Like I thought the movie was absolutely great. And, uh, did you hear about their appearance at Cannes Film Festival with that movie? I think it was Cannes or Cannes, however you pronounce it. People walked out because they saw a farting corpse on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the same film festival that premiered Clerks 2 right. by Kevin Smith, and he had an eight-minute standing ovation, and they had a donkey fucking scene <laughs> in that movie. Like you're And you're walking out of... Damn a farting corpse farting. movie. Uh, anyways, uh, so they said that, but when we came into doing this movie, because they knew what it was going to take, that they actually studied all that they could. They got their hands on as many really, screenwriting yeah. materials uh, to tell a proper narrative story. And I think that, in my opinion, they they nailed it. They, they absolutely they, nailed they it. They knocked it out of the park with this absolutely movie. Absolutely. Um, like, I will say with Swiss Army Man, like character-wise, the characters were phenomenal. The the deeply going into what was psychologically going on mm. with Paul Dano's character, they really connected us to that. But as far as the story-wise, like there wasn't much of a story. Sure, like, sure. It wasn't much of a plot to that story. However, with everything everywhere all at once, the plot has. The, the main drive of the story through Evelyn's character is seen throughout the entire thing. There's an arc of that character through the story, through yeah. the situation yeah. that she comes or comes to find herself into. Um, and the underlying story of the whole thing, it's all about that, uh, that mother daughter yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why this world is so crazy is because there's a broken relationship. There's a generational gap between mother and daughter yeah. here. Um, and them making mistakes, like honest mistakes. Like they weren't necessarily intentionally making these mistakes, but that's just kind of what caused the world to do it. And visually, it was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The, uh, the jokes were so funny. Very um, funny. And it the made fun of itself. Incredible. The acting the acting was phenomenal for crying out loud. Like this is the, one of the things that really like, I, I wish, I wish, uh, let me pull it up. I'm going to butcher his name. Ki Kehu Kwan. You're doing great. Uh, uh, the guy that played, uh, Waymond. Yeah. Um, do you know what, what he's from originally? Nope. Oh, uh, as a kid, as a kid. Oh, fuck. Um, Two uh, big movies, two massive fran or one massive. He was in movie Indiana. He was a kid in Indiana franchise. Jones. Correct. He That's the only thing I know him in from. Indiana Jones. He also was in Goonies. Oh. Um. He he quit acting after that. 
for the most part. And this was his first film proper back to it. And he was... He was the breakout performance, in my opinion, I agree. in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Like, I connected with his character so much um, throughout it. Like, he was just a genuinely good, good guy. Yeah, yeah. And it, every time he was on scene where he switched into Alpha Waymond <sighs> and started doing action bits, oh, the fanny so, pack. Yes. The fanny pack scene was phenomenal. So good. Um the the best like it, like it definitely had that Jackie Chan yeah. vibe to it, yeah. um, which honestly like I I would have loved to see Jackie Chan in this movie, but I'm glad that we didn't. Sure, <laughs> sure. Because of who ended up playing Waymond. Uh, but yeah, it, the everything about this movie is top notch as well. Yeah. Um, this is probably my number two film of the year so far. I um, yeah I think I'm I th- yeah Ugh. I think so okay what's your what's your are you are you waiting to see if there's a bigger one for you or oh Fantastic Beast is my number one right now that's really no I was like after Pod- what we just shit on it about podcast over right there yeah <laughs> I. Th- God, I don't know. I think. Let me see. It's just it's like there it's has hard been to... a lot of good movies that come out came out so far this year. I will admit that. I think I'll put it at my. I, I I'll put this at my number one. I I feel weird saying that the Batman is better than everything everywhere all at once, but it's yeah. also weird to compare the two. It is. I I will say that there there are definitely. Definitely different movies. Um, like it's almost like I need could, two different lists this year because some of the movies that I've seen this year have been fucking phenomenal, but I can't fit yeah. them in the same jar. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say like Batman's my number one, like that kind of movie, and I'd say Everything Everywhere is my number one, that kind of movie gotcha, for right now. Gotcha. Yeah, for right now. There's still the, more with to the come Downton Abbey year. movie coming out. We might see some. Yeah, you yeah, might you yeah, might see yeah, some yeah. shocking uh, lists for our for our classic roundup for the end of the year. I, I may be forced to go see that because I I try to go see all the movies that play at the Alamo uh, just to change it up and stuff. Well, we're gonna have and to do an episode one on it. So I kind of figured. So uh, I may be forced to watch. The last Downton Abbey movie now too. Yes. Uh, 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 we do a whole Downton episode. We'll do British accents the whole time. We'll do. Oh geez, I'm gonna butcher it. You'll be fine. My British friends are gonna hate me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Definitely another recommendation from me to go see for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to say that uh, that. They did such a good job as like far as diving into the multiverse side of things. Yes. It is the best multiverse movie of the year. Like we're going to talk about Doctor Strange here in a little bit. Um, and we're, we're going to dive into that and stuff like that. But as far as like storytelling and using the idea of the multiverse yeah. to tell the story, yeah. it is just so hand in hand. Totally. Well done in this movie. Totally. Um, there's there's specific, like it's not just for a spectacle or to go into another world there is a motivated reason as to why Evelyn goes into each of these alternate worlds 
that she goes and into. it's not and we'll get more into this in doctor strange and it's not just to make everyone gasp in the crowd Correct. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. sort yeah, of, yeah. Be- yeah. I want to get this out there right now before we even start. That's kind of getting gimmicky for me. Uh, but we yeah, will we'll get to that. Yeah, I get that. it. I get it. I get it. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, but before we jump into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You have a shower thought. I have a shower thought for you. Play the fucking jingle. I think it's been... What, two years since we played the jingle oh, last? Oh, probably, probably. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Play yeah. the jingle. Ooh, Ooh, hot, 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 hot. What is your shower okay, thought? Okay, so I did, I did have this thought. I, I was not high at the time that I had this thought. It was while I was watching everything, everywhere, all at once. So you weren't in the fucking shower? I wasn't in the shower, it, but it's this isn't everything everywhere all at once. Thought, thought. Yeah. play the play yeah, the play yeah, the, yeah, play yeah, the yeah. revamped jingle specifically <laughs> for that. Then. But I did think about it more when I was in the shower. All right, all right, like, all right. I, I'll, I'll accept the, that. So, all right, never mind. Play the okay. shower thought theme song now again. Uh, anywho, uh, okay. If the the thought is is that okay, so there's a infinite amounts of universes out there yep there's that theory yep. the, the multiverse theory are we for, the this, for this shower theory. thought are we just assume are we assuming that this is factual yes okay assume that right. the multi-world theory is factual okay i'm with you so with that it means that there's an infinite number of use and i correct correct well doesn't that mean that the opposite is true that there is infinite amount of worlds where you and I do not exist. Um. Okay. Uh, universes specifically. Yeah. Multi or multi worlds. Like, I don't know where I fall on that. That's a good thought because I don't know if. Let's get esoteric here. Does the yeah. existence of something imply that the lack of existence of that thing also exists? Like. This microphone does this does its existence imply its non-existence? You know what I mean. I, that's the that that's the that's the quandary that I came up sure, with. Sure, sure, sure. I think with my with my very narrow mindset of like the way shit like that would or could work, I think no. Okay. I think if there okay. are infinite amount of universes. That there are only those with us ex- in existence. Because if there are universes without us, like fuck. All right. So in a universe, in a universe without <laughs> see, me, this is where is, it gets tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a universe <laughs> without me, is there also a universe without you? Like, are we not existent in the same universe? That's the question. Sure. That's 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 what my I kept kind of coming into is like. Okay, so if there is an infinite amount of universes out there, that means that there's infinite like knees out there where like how how they explained it in everything everywhere all at once, you know, Evelyn at one point made a choice to go in one direction and another a, a world branched off from that. Mm-hmm. So, and then it just kind of branched off from there. So, let's kind of take it back a step okay so that means for evelyn to exist her parents had to have made a choice 
Now, we did see sure. in that movie that there was a uh, a universe in where Evelyn made the choice to not be with Waymond. Right. Therefore, so therefore did, there's a joy there, non-existence in that universe. In that world. In that world. Ah, okay. Okay. So then, yeah. All right. With those explanations, then sure. There's There has to obviously be... I'd almost argue that in that way that there are probably more universes in which you and I don't exist in. Because the, like, the, especially with how, like, how frequently things go wrong in life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think about how many people died while we've been recording this episode. Like, that's a shitty, I don't that's like a shitty that. thought, for sure. <laughs> but, like, all of those people could have eventually had children who would then have an equal amount yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that, I think, then, for sure, I'm on board with thinking that there are infinite an infinite number plus one, just making it so that yeah. there are more universes in which we yeah, do yeah, not yeah. exist in. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. if if you buy into the multi-world, like, thing, that's that's all, all also kind of a terrifying thing to think. Oh, about. totally. Like, there is there is comfort, some some sort of comfort in the idea that, like, there is an alternate you out there that has made better choices than you made. I like to think that I it's, and then it's in my opinion, equally comforting to hear that there's a version of me who's made worse decisions than I have made. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Cause sometimes, yeah, sometimes like, Holy shit, I'm the worst. I'm actually the worst, but there's definitely a worse version of me somewhere out there. Okay. Okay. If we're going, okay. If we're going to go in the extreme on this shower thought here. Okay. Would you re- okay? So uh, let's kind of blow the lid off yeah. here. Like, so say there's a universe where superpowers exist and stuff okay. like that. Okay, you in that universe, you ended up getting superpowers. However, you went the other way. Would you rather be you right now yourself, or be the the biggest baddest supervillain in the universe where there's superpowers? Define my big bad. Like, what's my thing? So you want to take over? Uh, you want to take over a country? Let's say that. And do what? Uh, like, am I like, want- am I like righteous? And am I the relatable villain, or am I like Hitler? Uh, you're the you're the righteous villain that thinks you're right, but you're the Thanos. There we go. Like you're the. I'll Thanos. take Thanos. I'd be fucking. Thanos. Okay. Okay. I, I'm I'm in the subreddit r slash Thanos was right. So I mean I think that there's some something to be said about that for sure. Yeah, fuck that, man. Are you kidding me? That'd be cool as shit. And I would even take that knowing that like Tony Stark would erase me from existence. Okay, okay. What about you? Would you? I don't know. Like I know I, you want to take moral high ground on these things, but sometimes you got to have fun with it and be like, see, and that's that's where I'm like struggling with, like, like, ugh. If it was a situation where it wasn't like a Hitler, like, see, that's my thing, right? That's where I draw the line, and for some yeah. reason. Thanos killing half of the universe existence is not comparable to Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't Hitler esque, like you know, yes. where it was like a prejudice towards a single group yes. or a group of yeah, 
which is which specific people mm-hmm. like it could be interesting to see like that like like if it was if it was like kind of like the Robin Hood theory if you're yeah. going with a Robin Hood theory type thing you're doing it in a a justifiable reason. Yeah. And like I bet you're you, trying to screw over the big man versus the little man totally. type situation. If I were a Thanos situation, what I would probably do is I would spend more time politicking these views. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause as we learned from r slash Thanos is right, is there are a lot of people who jokingly or otherwise think that that's not a horrible idea. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. And if that's yeah, your starting yeah. point, and I also have yeah. like godlike superpowers, I bet you I could win a good amount of people onto my side. True. You know what I mean? And then maybe yeah. it's not like so much of a villain thing. Yeah. But I might rob yeah. a couple banks too if I had Thanos powers. <laughs> let's just say I wouldn't you be. You wouldn't need let's to. Just, you would just glow the glove and like make the money. Yeah, let's appear, just say I know? wouldn't be strapped for cash if I had yeah. the powers of God. <laughs> I, I actually, like, if if I did have some sort of superpower that could benefit me financially in some way, I would probably take advantage of it in some aspect. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go, like, I definitely wouldn't, like, rob, like, Grandma and, you know, uh, Joe Blow down the street or anything like what that. What if you found but, out Grandma was, like, a an axe murderer? Oh, then screw her, you know. <laughs> you know. Still the money and then post a note like she axed off she, her yeah. former husband, yeah. you know, before there's I was a born. there's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast I'm listening to right now and every time they kill an innocent the DM is like, Oh, and you just found out they're a serial murderer. <laughs> <laughs> they like take moral high ground on every innocent life that gets lost because they're actually every innocent life that they kill it turns out to be a horrible fucking person. <laughs> Good hey, sh- it gets a, it, it makes the it makes the story feel a little bit more justified. Exactly, then, right? exactly. That's a good shower thought, my friend. That was very good. So yes, we are headed into spoiler zone for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So if you've not seen it, uh, definitely pause the 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 feed and then or that uh, go watch it. Or if you just don't give a shit and you don't care about MCU films, then continue to listen because we're going to talk about it no matter what. There you go. I uh, yeah you start please please no on. you go ahead All right. you go ahead I really liked this movie me too me too I really there's a butt coming I really liked this movie okay yes super fun very campy uh the per- you and I texted about this a little bit but the person that I went with yeah. was a huge Marvel fan um like big comics new all and like big Sam Raimi fan so like all yeah. of the Calls really resonated with them, um, but I do want to start. I want to start with this, if that's okay. I want to do a little unconventional thing. Go ahead. I am getting to the end of my rope of references and cameos and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. just sort of feel like they're just there to make the audience gasp and clap. Correct. And there's yeah. no one else who does that other than Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, at yeah. least, or to the scale that they do. And I don't know. Like, it's taken its turn. Like, when it happened in Endgame and when it happened, like, when those big moments happen, like, it's one thing. But to have it happen yeah. in every fucking movie now yeah, is yeah, starting yeah, yeah. to kind of take its toll. Like, 
we just had something like this happen in Spider-Man, and now it's happening again in Doctor Strange. And it, like, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's in every single movie now. It's like, here's cameos, cameos, and and we got the look who we got in this one, and look at this yeah, reference, yeah, yeah. and look at this call. And it's like I, as a casual Marvel fan, they are kind of losing me because of that. Yeah, and so and I understand I'll, I'll, where like the mega fans are losing their minds and loving this, and like, oh my god, like you got Professor X and all these like cool people in there, yeah. and I'm like, but I don't, I don't know these fucking people. I don't care. Correct, correct. And like, if if you're making a huge like that was like the the biggest arguably the biggest part of that movie was that correct. right that scene, yeah. and like it was very flat for me because it was like I don't. I don't care. I don't give a shit about John Krasinski. And, and like, I think I don't you're care. you're totally correct, and your point is extremely valid on that. Because in the grand scope of things, like was that scene absolutely necessary? Right. I argue that it's thirty sixty, like thirty percent needed, sixty percent. Fan service. What's the remaining ten percent? I, I would say the remaining ten percent is what the fuck ever. Okay, you know, like they just wanted it. In yeah, it, which is thing. fine. Uh, it's your fucking movie. Do whatever you want. Like I, uh, I don't care. However, like, and I will admit, like, I love that moment. It was like it. One aspect of it, in particular, and it was the Professor Xavier reveal that I've wanted to see in the movies forever and that's to see professor xavier hover in in his gigantic yellow wheelchair hover chair like i wanted to see that image on screen and to see patrick stewart as that must be special that was super special in fact they went they went as far as getting right down to the right color suit sure the right color striped blue and black tie um like it 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 that that seeing that image on screen in a in a theater mm-hmm. was absolutely like just shot me right back to ten year old me reading the comic sure, books, sure. watching the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, animated show. Um, totally was down for that. Outside of that, though, like it didn't necessarily need to be a part of the story. It didn't need to be a big draw. There is so much more about that movie that is worth talking about more than that individual moment Mm. in that scene. Yes, granted, I love seeing uh, fan uh, cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards, uh, seeing him as Mr. Fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Um, I hope that he's the Mr. Fantastic that we get in the Fantastic Four film. Um, <clears throat> and then also fan casting his wife, Emily Blunt, as uh, 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 Sue Storm yeah. um, would be awesome. But in the large scale of things, like it was so fan servicey. Like there's no doubt about it. Uh, like Captain uh, Captain Carter. Uh, Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel um, and Black Bolt. <laughs> Although he was a joke because of the ABC series turned the human Inhumans into a joke. Although I did appreciate him being there for one specific moment, which we will talk about okay. um, uh, here in a little bit. But overall, I absolutely love the movie. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with you that yes, 
just to get that big, loud uproar, mm-hmm. uh, plow from the crowd, that spec, like that, I don't want to say, oh, fuck it. I'm going to call it unnecessary uh, spectacle yes. moment. Yeah. Um, fan service spectacle moment. You ready for Are this? Getting a little tiresome. I feel yeah. like you're going to get this. This is a bit of a deep cut here, but you're going to get this. I feel like this is there. Marvel is doing an altar call at every service now. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And I'm like, yes. these could yes. be such special moments. Yeah. If you didn't manufacture them for every single movie. Correct. Correct. So, like, going back to what you were kind of talking about with Spider-Man, those moments that we saw in Spider-Man with seeing that could be considered fan service moments with seeing uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and uh, 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 Andrew Andrew Garfield Garfield Spider-Man. Serves the purpose of the movie. And the villains. Served that the was purpose that the plot. was the movie. That was the plot, yeah. right? Like that needed to happen yeah. because it was the plot oh, of that I movie. You? No, or, do you stop me? They they served the purpose they, of that movie. Yes. Um, they absolutely deserved to be there. Uh-huh. There was motivation uh-huh. as to why we were seeing the villains uh-huh. when we saw them. Uh, there's a reason as to the there's a reason to the specific moment as far as a beat in the story. Yep. Uh, for having Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire show up when they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're and, in an alternate universe, but in Strange, these people showed up and then got fucking pieced up like minutes yeah, later. Yeah, 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 um, they Granted, I do understand like the... I, I'm hoping, well, there's a long play for... As to why we saw those characters, sure. there's there's sure because it is building towards uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War level film. Great, love I that. I believe that film is Secret Wars, which does deal with multi-world versions of those characters. I can't wait to see that. Okay, yeah, but that's the first time I'm hearing about that. So, like, yeah. as a casual fan of Marvel, and I. I don't know the demographic, but I want to say there are probably more casual fans than people like you who know everything, right? Yeah. Like, we we yeah. we are the majority there. We're buying more of the tickets than you guys are, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. As a casual fan who doesn't know that, like, I just thought all those characters were done. And the only reason, the only reason that I, like, was able to do that was because I was paying attention and knew that, you know, this is in a different universe. So, like, in 616, correct. these people are theoretically out and about. But, like... And I think that they could have gotten away with proving that point that there is multi, there's different versions of these heroes that we've seen before or heard of. Right. Okay. Without doing that specific Illuminati scene, which is a deep cut from, well, I shouldn't say necessarily a deep, deep cut. It's a deep cut for me. <laughs> a cut, a deep, is a cut from the comic. Okay. And you, as the casual like viewer of the MCU, isn't going to know about right. the Illuminati. Right. Like, hell, I didn't really even know about the Illuminati fully um, until I saw a breakdown of it. I did gotcha. know okay. about him, like, loosely, but I didn't yeah. know what what the full makeup of that storyline was in the books. So I have a question for you regarding, like, alternate universes, multiverse stuff in Marvel specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, in, in a film perspective. So, like, why is Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, in all of the alternate universes... But then, like, there's different actors for Captain Marvel 
and then like John, or Patrick Stewart is Professor X, but John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic, and there was a different guy who played Mr. Fantastic. Like, are they going to explain that to us, or is it just Probably like not. is it that's just an uh, that's just a casting thing? That's just a casting okay. thing. Okay. Um, I I think more so than anything else. Like, if if they were so like the the Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel is just that Maria Rambeau uh, ended up got got blasted by the Tesseract uh, radiation over Carol Danvers. Like she was uh, because her in the Marvel Miss or Captain Marvel yeah. movie. They had a race to get to the uh, airfield to see who was going to go up with uh, Doctor Whatsoever her bucket is, okay. uh, Marvell, sure. uh, to go in the the test plane. Well, it was in that universe, in the eight three eight universe that the Illuminati is. Maria Rambeau is the one that beat actually beat Carol Dammers to the airport. So she went up in the plane with Marvell. Gotcha. And she got blasted by the radiation. Okay. So that's that's how they legis- okay. uh, legitimize that. Sure. With the other ones, it's just it's just that's just casting. That's Mads Mikkelsen yeah, suddenly, becoming, um, yeah. suddenly becoming yeah uh, suddenly becoming Grindelwald and no one saying anything yeah. about that. Like there was there was uh, a rumor running uh, wild, and thank God it wasn't in the movie. And I hope to God this was never the plan to begin with but there was a rumor that there was going to be an alternate version of Tony Stark and it was going to be played by Tom Cruise oh which thank thank god that didn't happen Christ I did I when they went to the Illuminati I was like oh maybe we do see a little because like obviously Tony Stark isn't dead in all of these universes too correct correct so I kept I was like that could be an interesting opportunity for Danny Jr. to come in and it kind of makes me a hypocrite to a certain extent, because like if Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie, I probably would have lost my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how fair it is for me to like then bash on like you for getting, uh, getting some thrills from shit that I don't understand. Like, yeah, there's a limit to it though. And I, I, God damn it, I still stand by what I said. So no, I, I, I'm, I stand by what you said as well. I totally do. Um, I think that they could have gotten away with not doing that full on Illuminati scene. By seeing Strange in a couple of different worlds where we see vers- different versions of these characters. Yeah. Um, either played by different actors or there's a slight variation in their costume or they're like in, in one world, they meet a Stephen Strange that did not become the right. Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Like that would totally set up the idea that we're going to see different versions of these characters that are going to play into the yeah. Secret Wars yeah. aspect yeah. of it. We didn't necessarily need to see this like fan service-y um, Illuminati mm-hmm. as as much as I am happy and to again, see like, I love the Charles that. Xavier and, that we see. And everyone but. who I've talked to who's like big fans, they love those scenes. <clears throat> and I love that for you, and I don't want to take anything out of yeah. it. But I think that they should pull away from it. I do. I, th- I think I they do. should pull away from it. Like I, on the yeah. big movies, you could do something crazy to knock everyone's socks off, and like that's where I feel like those kind of special moments can belong. But it's not to say that I didn't enjoy it. The other thing that I will say while we're on things that like my like problems with it, even though this is not yeah. a problem with Doctor Strange, I still think that Spider Verse does the best job at handling the multiverse. And I think that's yeah. that's just kudos to animation. Like yeah. you can no, I agree. really I agree. do some crazy multiverse stuff. 
yeah. with animation versus live action. Like that's just even yeah. though like these movies, the Marvel movies nowadays aren't. I have a hard time calling them live action because it's just you know a lot of it's people, all CGI it's all and CGI. it's CGI. It's all easily seen. Yeah. Like CGI is not to the point where you can't see the uncanny valley to it and stuff. Like you, like I saw it with. Uh, there were some scenes early on in the movie where. Uh, uh, with uh, Gargantua, this the giant octopus monster yeah. at the beginning, where he's holding Wong, and you can clearly yeah. tell, like oh, the, yeah. the I don't know if it was uh, the not what is it the when they're trying to put it all together, what is it called the when they're trying to put what all together like. When they actually got the effects in place, they put the elements in there, and the it has to go through this whole like hour long process of like rendering, rendering the rendering and stuff like that. You could tell the rendering was off on that because like Wong was clearly not like fully in the grasp yeah, of that. Yeah, like, he so was just kind of floating around. around and like scooting uh, back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of um, that still, and I mean like what what yeah. we're seeing today is the best of the best. That Correct. is available right I, Don't now. get me wrong. And yeah. it looks it's, awesome. It's miles better than what was seen in uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, for specifically sure. Specifically yeah. Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. Um, it's it's miles better than that. And that was cutting edge for that mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, you're 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 100% right. Like it it is, it's a little bit hard, harder to call this like fully live action when there is so much animated aspects yeah. to it. But the um, full-blown animation provides them a space to put, like, a pig Spider-Man in yeah, in yeah. the universe and have that be, like, perfectly acceptable and be like, yeah, this is exactly. awesome for what this is. So yeah. I, I, But other than that, like, I had such a good time. Yeah. It was funny as hell. It was good. Like, it, it, it had me hooked. It was fun. I don't think it's better yeah. than any of the Spider-Men, but... I, those are still I those are still my favorite yeah. Marvel movies for sure but it but it was very I, good. I keep going back and forth on it like I do there's so much that I love yeah. about the story side of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that it does feel like it's it's standing up to me story-wise with what uh Spider-Man No Way uh No Way Home yeah. did. Yeah. Um I love the multiple arcs that we saw in that movie. Like, granted, there were some characters that didn't really nail that arc as well. Like, America Chavez, like, I loved her her in it, but her arc was a little weak. We really didn't mm. fully know a whole lot about her. Like, I wish that we would have gotten more into the the flaw of her character and that being that her she lost her mom's. Yeah. Um, I wish that that was a little bit more highlighted, highlighted, but I do, I do love the arc that strange went through on this one. And I especially, especially love the arc that Wanda went through Incredible. the Scarlet Witch. Like that was, she so was good. the main character of the story. I don't care what anybody says. It may have Dr. Strange's name on there, but she had the biggest arc yeah. of that entire I agree. story. Um, and it, it was more so her story than it was Doctor Strange's story. Or I agree with Chavez's that. Story. Yeah, Strange didn't really like go through a metamorphosis in that movie. Like, he didn't. He did. It was a micromorph. Yeah. Uh, metamorphosis. Like he he realized like one of the things that in the first movie in Doctor Strange it was the idea that like 
you have to be for something bigger than just trying to heal yourself. Yeah. Like, what are you willing to sacrifice to in, in order to serve the the bigger good? The uh, and that is, I'm willing to sacrifice myself. I'm willing to take yeah. the bullet yeah. if if need be. In this movie, it was about letting go a little bit of that control, being the being the support yeah. to the person that's going to be actually, and that all stems from like that first moment where we saw uh, Stephen Strange in the operating room um, in the first movie, where he was the one, like Christina said, you always have to hold the knife. Yeah. Like, He's the one that had to save that guy's life. Yeah, it had to be him. Right. Like he wasn't going to let anybody else save that guy's life on the operating room table. In this movie, it was about Stephen Strange letting go and seeing that there's somebody else that is better to uh, solve the sure. problem. All right, that's that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did like that arc, although it was very, it was understated. Like I think, like, yeah, I think the emotional punch. I think the emotional punch. Uh, was was bigger for um, Wanda for Wanda, yeah, 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 very much so. Yeah. Because it was it was about closing that loop with what happened in WandaVision, which I didn't um, see, but still, I felt that more. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like WandaVision, everybody should if they haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, and if you're still listening to this, um, <laughs> why are you still listening? Sorry, um, but you should go back and watch WandaVision to really yeah. get that full like story arc because the end of WandaVision, like there was still a question to be answered yeah. from her. Like it did finish out the story; she did correct her mistakes, but by the end of the post-credit scene of that film we saw that she was still deeply wounded mm-hmm. from the events that happened to her in uh uh infinity war yeah um the death of her lover like where she literally killed her lover and she brings it up in in doctor strange like i killed him for nothing mm-hmm. i literally killed him for nothing mm-hmm. um and you're the reason for that and like justifiably so like what like it was uh or not justifiably so like she did have every right to feel that way that it was strange's fault because even though strange was trying to do the right thing, it was his fault yeah. that vision ended up being killed for no reason at all by her hands. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the, the, that, that side of things, like I, I do got to give it props and I really like the story part of it. But I, as we're talking about it, I do think that no way home is still probably my favorite so far of the MCU films. Um, Just because of everything was motivated. Now where I do think, and this is, this is probably the reason as to why I I'm on that fence of like, is strange. My favorite MCU film is because far from home. While the story was great. It, it felt like a Marvel movie. Yeah. It looked like a Marvel movie. It was directed like a Marvel movie. It was, uh, there wasn't anything that was like, that was different about it. That was, that wasn't like in the other two Spider-Man movies at all. Sure. With Dr. Strange and having Sam Raimi at the helm as the director, we got a completely different looking Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, 
I don't care what anybody says. Yes, there are those very like Marvel aspect moments, like the Illuminati scene, very much a MCU uh, uh, type situation. Um, but as far as the directing, the style, the look, the tone, the the elements used, the storytelling devices used in it, that was all Sam Raimi. Yeah. The car- the the camera work for crying out loud, like. That was Sammy, uh, uh, Sam Raimi, uh, film school 101. Totally. Uh, the way that they did the camera movements in there, like he put you at, uh, he put you at unease by the way that they did the camera yes. angles and stuff yeah, like that. Absolutely. Um, very emblematic. Like if you haven't seen a Raimi movie, um, the, the way that he, he shot at odd angles and moved the camera and stuff like that. Very emblematic to the first Avengers film, mm. where the where we're on the helicarrier, and uh, the I think it's the Mind Stone starts fucking with everybody on the helicarrier, and they start getting angry with each other yeah. and arguing, um, and the camera starts doing some weird angles and stuff like that to get you feeling unease, unbalanced, yeah. and stuff like that. Sam Raimi was one of the OG originators Pioneers from this, um, and he. He brought in all that into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he made this his own film. Yeah. Like it was, it's, you can't watch that movie. If you've watched any of Sam Raimi movies, you can't watch uh, Doctor Strange, the uh, multiverse of madness and not see Sam Raimi's totally. art over it. on it. Like it is so good. It was, it, it was MCU's first dive into a horror film. Mm. Like it was a horror movie. Yeah. Like there was so much aspects to it that were like going back to um, the way that horror movies were done back in the day, like without using like a whole bunch of blood and guts and stuff, totally. even though like Sam Raimi, like look at evil dead movies, like <laughs> shit out of blood and guts and gore. Uh, but the way that he used the camera to elicit some of those feelings, especially in the scenes with uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch when she was trying to uh, uh, inhabit, possess Wanda go. from 838. There we go. Um, how we see the camera like darting through the room, like the way that it was like going behind the the stairs. The railing, and yeah. Di- yeah, yeah. Back yeah. out and... Um, the way it was like focusing in on her and like the, there was so many moments where it's just like, yep, like this is, this is the cabin inside in, uh, evil dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that the lights were flickering, the way that things were shaking around the room, which, you know, I'm sure was all practical effects for the most part in a lot sure, of those sure. scenes. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And I, like, I, I've watched it three times so far and it's, I, I watch it now more so just to see Sam Raimi do what Sam Raimi does best. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I still will always go back to the first two Spider-Man movies um, as being absolutely essential watching if you're in fan, a fan of uh, any any superhero movie. Because um, he, he knocked it out of the park. Like The third one was rife with a lot of issues and I don't think that that can all be put at the all that blame could be put at the feet of Sam Raimi. It's, it's definitely Sony putting their studio notes Mm. in on that one and stuff like that. But the first two Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man movies were absolutely phenomenal. And like, 
it's just Raimi just up in his game, bringing those elements that he brought from the horror genre into more mainstream action movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I loved every aspect of that, and the fact that we got the king himself, uh, 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 Bruce Campbell doing another Raimi cameo was phenomenal. Like he just had this little like you know minute long bit yep. in it, and he nails it. That's all it takes. Nails it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I will watch anything that Bruce Campbell mm. does. Um, he's one of those actors that I've followed for ever <laughs> i remember watching army of darkness uh when i was a little kid and falling in love with it and then finding out that that was actually uh a sequel to the evil dead movies um and then when i get a little bit older actually getting a chance to see those movies and be like this is amazing <laughs> oh yeah yeah so um uh my let me think what what was your favorite moment from that movie. Ooh. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Um, there's a lot to love, certainly. Favorite yeah. moment, though. Or favorite top moments that, you, you, that you've thought about more than once. That I've thought about the most. Um, yeah. I really liked the... I, I liked the culmination of like what became the last fight. Yeah. Um, like, really, the last, like, 20 minutes of the film were superb. Yeah. Um, I loved that. And then I, I, I also liked... I thought it was ridiculously creative, the first fight between Wanda and everyone at that temple. Yep. That was yep. so yep. good. Yep. That was so creative. Uh, and again, like, very horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're yeah, literally, yeah, like, yeah, running yeah. and hiding from a witch. Like, that. that's yeah. in a fucking Marvel yeah. movie. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say those those two are are the moments I think about the most. Like, those two fights there. Um, yeah. I don't... I think visually what was stunning was when... Um, when Professor X kind of goes like into that like white plane of existence and yep. yeah yep. that's a that's he goes a, into he he goes into Wanda's mind yeah and, yeah that's that's yeah. a cool part too those those are yep. the three for me that like most stood out I okay uh, I I do think about this moment a lot and it does revolve around Professor Xavier um there's two things that I really like about that the the moment in the Illuminati in the the chamber and stuff like that is when we see Doctor Professor Xavier first do his uh, 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 dive into Strange's mind and stuff like that to show him what happened to Eight Three Eight Strange, is how they manifested his power visually. Mm. Where that you saw the little like yeah. the circles radiate yeah. and warble the the image and stuff like that. That's straight out of the the TV series, sure. the animated sure. show, and the books. Like, I love the fact that they finally visualized his power that way mm. instead of just like, look at the screen like you're mm. like really thinking about mm. something, Patrick. Like, <laughs> just look like you're concentrating really hard, and then we won't have to do any CG. Uh, so I love that fact about it. And then the other thing about it is that like, he just he he nails Professor Xavier. He is Charles Xavier. Mm. Like. There is nobody like McAvoy. I love McAvoy. 
but he's not Patrick Stewart. Sure. He's he's yeah. he's a decent yeah. he's a decent younger version, but he's not Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier forever and ever will always be Patrick Stewart mm. in my mind. Mm. Um he's perfect casting for that. The the thing that he said, which is a callback to Days of Future Past, which is the best X-Men movie of the reboot franchise, uh, where he says that uh, that line of like, um, just because something has happened doesn't mean a person can ch- can't change. That whole line. He said that in that movie, and then he reused that line in this movie as like a call to Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it's like, there's so much... There's some subtext to that. Sure, it's that sure. like, not only are we talking about that, like, yes, uh, this is a different strange and he has different choices that he can make that are different from ours. But this is also a call directly to 616 mm-hmm. strange of like, just because you think you're on this path does not mean you have to make the same sure, choices sure. that you've made in the past. Your future is completely open you're not destined to this one mm, fate. Mm-hmm. Like you can choose a different path mm-hmm. for yourself. And ultimately that's what he does um, in that movie. But I have to go back to you. The, the the thing that I think about most in the movie is not the Illuminati scene. It's not the Professor Xavier stuff. It's that fight at Carmitage. Yeah. Like yeah. specifically when, she, when Wanda gets trapped in the mirror dimension yes. and they're in that small room and they're trying to escape the witch. So oh my good. god! Like it was so good. The tension was so ramped mm-hmm. up. The way that the camera worked, um, you just like she's at every reflective surface, and like you see the puddles around yes. at first, and you're like, uh, "Wait, what?" And like you see uh, America Chavez cover one, and she goes to look over one one puddle of water, which is like. In every horror movie, you have somebody that makes such a stupid mistake and that you're just thinking to yourself, don't do it. Yeah. And in that moment, when I was watching, I was like, America, don't, don't do it. Don't do, do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You're going to get the witch coming after you. And then sure enough, sure like enough. Lana pops out of yeah. it a little bit and she slaps water and we have that moment of like, okay, everything is taken care of. What yeah. can she come out of? Like there's no real reflective services. And then punch right through the symbol, so uh, through the gong. So fucking cool. And like, just like, I was scared of her. Yeah. Like legitimately no, no scared doubt. of her. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I would have shit my pants. <laughs> I would have been like, just just do me Done. out of yeah, existence. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just do what just, you gotta do. I'm poof, not gonna fight. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm not gonna poof, fight that. I'm gone. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the scene that I always go back to. Um, quick question for you. This, is, this isn't an official uh, uh, know something quiz. Um, but did the book of Ashanti uh, do what it was supposed to do? Good lord, I don't know. I don't even know what the book of Ashanti is. That's the book. Is that the good that one were, or the bad the, one? The good one. The it was the uh, the oh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, the Maltese Falcon made it popular. Um, the MacGuffin. There we go. Mm. It was the MacGuffin of the film. Like they're always they're always trying to find the book of Ashanti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it do it? That's it not a, what they need to do. Uh yes, but I don't know why. Okay, so there's a very quick shot of it, and this is this is where I love the this is where I love the small details of writing, where you think that the MacGuffin is actually not 
important, but the MacGuffin actually gives us the answer. Mm. So when Doctor Strange and uh, America get to where the Book of Vashanti is, or Vashanti, whatever it's sure. pronounced, um, the book is supposed to give them whatever weapon they need to defeat the enemy uh, that they're facing up against. Um, and when he goes up to the book, he says... I hope you're going to, he says something to the effect of, I hope you're going to give it and give us yeah. what we need. Yeah. And then he grabs the book. Well, when Wanda shows up, she ends up shooting a bolt, destroys the book or starts to destroy the book. And we think all hope is lost. Like they're not going to get the weapon from it. Do you remember what we saw right before the book totally burned? Nope. Up? You see on the page and Dr. Strange is looking right at it when it's burning up the page as it's burning up, there's one star on the page before it completely burns up. Mm-hmm. So, in reality, the book gave it exact, told Strange exactly what he needed right. to use to. in order to defeat Wanda. I see. That's I love that little detail. It's it's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. details uh, about that, and that's. That's that goes to the credit of not only uh, not only the director but also the writer mm. of the story. I'm hoping that's in the original script because that goes back to the whole idea of plants and payoffs, and then also uh, using uh, all the devices in the story to be able to tell the story yeah. and stuff like that. Um, because like it works all works together really well. Like them going after the 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 book of Ashanti uh, actually drove America Chavez to actually get better with her power mm, mm, mm-hmm. so she could actually control right. it. Then by also having strange get the book and actually say what he did or say, give us what, give us what we need him seeing the star on the page starts to get stuck in his head of like, did the book give me what I really need? Cause he's a super analytical person. Right. Like he's, he analyzes everything. Like what is the best, his superpower is not the fact that he can morph things and use magic and stuff like that. It's his brain. It's his way to analyze yeah. what the best yeah. route to fix a problem is. So using that together, like the, the search for the book wasn't wasted. Like it gave both characters what they needed to do to be able to defeat Wanda in the end. Mm. So I thought it was great. That's yeah. just one of my favorite little things of that movie. Yeah. Small detail, Good. but had bigger repercussions right. to the whole right. story. So love it. Um, yeah. Final thoughts, final thoughts. It was good. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the next installment of the, of, of them. Um, yeah. that's it. That's really all I got for it. I, I thought it was yeah. really good. You, I'm still on board with the MCU. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I'm still going to continue to be a big fanboy over it. Um, there's going to be some movies that come out of the MCU, which are, you know, not as big or not as quote unquote necessary. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still going to enjoy it, especially if they start letting directors kind of do their thing and hopefully this um, is the directional shift because we've been I'm, seeing it. i'm really hoping so because you did kind of see it with uh with uh thor ragnarok mm-hmm. with uh, uh 
uh, Psycho What's And it looks like it's what um, we're going to see with Love and Thunder, too. So, And I, I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Um, and I, even though uh, Thor Ragnarok, there was some differences to it. It still felt like a Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he was really able to go buck wild. Because, mm-hmm. like... You you would be able to put this you you may be able to put Ragnarok up next to like uh, oh god what was the name of it Hitler movie <laughs> Jojo Rabbit there we go Jojo Rabbit and you could see some things that were like visually sure. similar to to that movie and stuff like that but it did definitely feel like this was like right in Marvel's yeah uh, like visually looked like it there wasn't anything that was like different directing wise mm-hmm. um outside of like the humor the humor was like that was all taika like <laughs> and that's what made that movie too so yeah, yeah 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 so i'm really hoping that we get a little bit more of what what we get out of taika from like movies like boy or yeah. uh hunt for the wilder wilder people um and then uh jojo rabbit mm. so would be super phenomenal yeah um, but yeah those are my takes. Uh, so yeah, that's it for it for us uh, this week. Um, we'll be back at some point. You know, maybe we won't be back as soon as we were this time. You know, maybe we'll take more than a couple of weeks to put out. Maybe a, put out a give podcast it. Give us give, be <laughs> patient with us. You know, what I mean? <laughs> we won't be so quick on the draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for the time being. Um. But yeah, fantastic talking with you again, my friend. Um, Absolutely, as uh, always. Uh, I always love nerding out with you. Um, if you guys want to follow us, definitely follow us on. You can find us on Facebook, um, Know Nothing Nerds. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at KNNerds, um, even though we're not very active on there. Um, but it and exists. Then, uh, yeah, you can. it exists. Uh Tell tell people about our stupid nerdy rants yes. on uh, all the socials. Um, you can find us anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, tell them just search "Know Nothing Nerds" and our two dumb faces will show up uh, with our with our beautiful radio voices. Yes. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.